things. The, the first night, the first night we started this series, we talked about a culture of honor. Okay, where we honor the authorities that God has placed in our life. Like I have Dr. Powell in my life, and I honor that man and, and the anointing that he carries and, and really what he does. And, and he does a whole lot. Amen. And you guys should be praying. I'm just going, he's not here, but you guys should pray for him every yes. single day because he's Amen. got big yes. shoulders yeah. that's bearing Amen. a lot yeah. of things right now. And uh, I'm just so thankful he's in my life. I really am. And so we, and then, so we honor our authorities. And then we honor um, our peers as well. And so Pastor Desmond's not here. He's in Florida, but he comes quite a bit. We honor the call of God on his life. We honor other pastors and ministers. We honor the people that uh, honor Pastor Karen, who's here tonight Amen. with us. I'm so thankful you're here. But we honor those who are our peers. And then we honor those that the Lord has entrusted to us. Not that they're beneath us. That's but we right. we honor those the Lord has entrusted to us. And, and so that night I went through and kind of honored some people in the congregation. And uh, and uh, that the Lord has entrusted to us to help shepherd and flock. Or shepherd and, and pastor and all that other churchy stuff. But, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what to say, so it just comes out. And so we talked about that honor, and, and that's something that's very different from a lot of places. Like, we should be, I think sometimes, and I say this, I used to fight with this because I'm like, I don't want people to put me up on a pedestal uh, because that's wrong. And that's not what we're talking about because honor comes from the heart. That's right. Not Amen. Yeah. And so, so, we, so we want to do this, and we want people to feel honored no matter where they are in life. Okay, because everyone's important. That's right. All right. So then last week, we talked about the idea of being seated. And I don't even think it's an idea. I think it's a revelation. That's I'm right. I'm actually going to use yeah. springboard tonight. But the idea, like Psalms 46.10 says, cease striving or be still and know that I'm God. Like I told you that the words cease striving or the words be still actually means to, to sink down as if you're sitting, right? To almost like a leisurely position. And so it's this, it's this position of rest. And even I told you, and I'll, I'll mention it again in the sermon, I'm sure several times, but because but I haven't even gotten to it yet. <laughs> but... But Jesus in the New Testament, well, let's, let's back this up. Old Covenant Christianity, like Moses, for example, would ascend the mountain, and which is a good thing, but he would ascend the mountain, and he would receive revelation from God, and write, he would write it down on tablets, and he would go and tell the people what God had told him. And that's a really wonderful thing, but New Covenant, there's a more excellent way, right? And the more excellent way is this. Jesus would ascend the mountain, and the people would follow Jesus up the mountain. Yeah. And it says, actually, Jesus would climb the hill, like uh, 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 Matthew chapter 5 on the Sermon on the Mount. It said he climbed up the hill and he sat down. Right? John chapter 6 with the multitudes, the feeding of the multitudes. Jesus climbed the mountain, sat down, and the people came up to where Jesus was. And they listened to what he spoke. So what does that look like for us? That looks like that we get into the Lord's presence. We live in this seated position where he is. And he begins to speak to our hearts. Amen. And we just live in that position all the time. All right, and I think that's really, really important. And this, 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 um, the Bible is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's really amazing. But this revelation has been just like completely rocking my world. It's like every, it's, it's, it's. I'm seeing it all over the place. Just these, this word seated. And so, so that's the other thing that we're talking about. And tonight, I want to kind of piggyback off of those two things because I think they all build off one another. 
And tonight, this is the third thing that I want to tell you that I really think that describes, I think it describes our church. And sometimes I think I should declare things before it actually happens because it's still true. Okay. But I'll just say it. I think that we are a church that's loaded with potential. You are a people loaded with potential. All right. And you are a people loaded with promise. And for lack of a better way, we believe that every person that is filled with the Holy Spirit is a powerful person. Amen. Yes. Come on. Yes. Every person filled with the Spirit of God is a powerful person. I know all of you guys, so I know you all, everyone knows Jesus. You've asked him in your heart, all that stuff. You've been filled with the Spirit. So Amen. therefore, you're a powerful person. And this all makes sense in just a second. All right. So... And, and I want to have some like, what do you mean we're powerful? Because we, we typically think of, when we talk about church, we think about, it's like, you know, who's the gifted, who's the who's the anointed, all that stuff. And while well, I understand that language, like some of it just makes no sense to me, okay? And because we typically just think of the pastors or the leaders in the church, Sunday school teachers, board, all those types of things, or people on the staff or those who teach classes are the ones that I'm going to use the word powerful, but you understand what I'm saying. That those are the ones, and not powerful as in I have the power, right? But as, as in the Lord's moving through. New Covenant Christianity, 1 Peter 2 5 actually refers to everyone as the priesthood of believers. Amen. And in other words, that. Every single person carries the potential of heaven within you. That's right. Yeah. Come on. Every person carries the potential of heaven within you. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Right? So, so when I come across someone's path and I come and I meet someone, I have Christ in me, the hope of glory. And, and, and it really doesn't have much to do with anything with me other than my surrender to Jesus and my willingness to, to put myself out there and look a little bit silly sometimes and just right. share his goodness and his kindness. Amen. Now, again, last week we talked about being seated, and that's going to set the tone for tonight. Because if we're not seated and living in a posture, a posture, my, my, my spiritual mentor says a posture of rest out of Luke chapter 10, verse 42 and 43, Mary sitting at Jesus' feet. But if we don't live in a posture of rest, and be seated with Jesus, then none of this really matters because Jesus will be right here and we're running out doing our own stuff. And I think for far too long the churches ran out and did their own stuff, but I want to do stuff with him Amen. because it actually right. changes Amen. lives. That's right. That's good. Amen. All right. So Ephesians 2, verses 4 and 6, and this will be a little review here, but I... I and I've told you guys this before. I used to like never try to never repeat myself because I felt a lot of pressure to say something new every week. I'm overcast. Because <laughs> I know that like 90 percent of what I say, you guys are going to forget by Monday anyway. Okay, and that's just what the statistics say. So some of this will be reviewed tonight. And and and, and I tell I've told her people at Crestwood a lot that Paul talks about. He says it's it's to your advantage. I'm writing to you. Writing this to you again. In other words, it's to your advantage that it's being repeated. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so we can get it. But Ephesians 2, 4 through 6 says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he had loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. 
by grace you have been saved. In verse 6, and raised us up and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the ages to come, he may show us the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. And again, the word seated in this in this verse means to be seated with and to be seated together. Okay. That's right. So I'm seated with Jesus and I'm seated in Jesus is what it's saying. I've been seated in the heavenly places. What's, what's heavenly places mean? Well, this is review again, but the word heavenly places means that I've been seated with Jesus in the realm of spiritual activity. Amen. And so when we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, what we're saying is... God, I see what you are doing in the heavenly places, right? I know what your will is, right? It's that none shall perish. All these types of things we talked about a lot here. But I see what you're doing here. And so we ask that you loosen it here on earth as it is in heaven. Because I see what you're doing up here. And I don't have the ability to see what God's doing if I'm stuck sitting down here with all my circumstances, <laughs> what's going on in life. Amen. Come on. Yeah. Matthew 26, 64, this is amazing. Jesus, he says, you said it yourself. Nevertheless, I tell you, hereafter, you'll see the Son of Man doing what? Sitting, the same word, sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. So this is really cool. <laughs> The word sitting right here is the same word that I just quoted from Ephesians chapter 2, which is the same word that was used in Luke 24, 49, when Jesus said, go and tarry and wait, right? The word tarry means become seated, and you'll receive power from on high. And, and that word tarry and this word seated, it's the same word that's used in Acts chapter 2, 3, which says that tongues of fire rested on them. So the end, we talked about last week, I'm not talking about the languages right now, I'm talking about the power of God. When we get seated in Jesus, the power of God comes and rests on us. Yes. And the Spirit of the Lord is inside of us for our benefit, and He's on us for the world's benefit. Yeah. Amen. All right. Amen. So, so this word sitting here, Jesus, the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power. Now, this word power, it's a familiar word probably for you. It's, it, it's the, the Greek word for it is dunamis, which means dynamite, right? Right. Dynamite. Anyway. <laughs> 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 yes. Yes. Come on, dude. But it means power, dunamis, means might, it means marvelous works, it means energy, it means physical power, it means physical deeds. So Jesus, the Son of Man, we now remember we've been seated with him and in him. Jesus, the Son of Man, is sitting at the right hand of marvelous deeds. He's sitting at the right hand of physical power and physical deeds in the realm of the spiritual activities. Wow. That's where he's seated at, and we're seated with him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He's raised us up and went, sit here and rest and relax in the sphere of heavenly activities, in the sphere of power, in the sphere of marvelous works, in the sphere of physical deeds. And again, this word seated, if I, if I, can't, paint a, if I can't paint a better picture for you than this, it's not... Like, it's not sitting here like this, okay? Biting your nails. It's it's like it's like I'm reclined and the enemy's my footstool type yeah, of season, right. okay? Come on. 
So it's, it's a posture of almost relax, relaxation. And that's where we've been seated at in this realm that all these amazing things are happening. Amen. And we're called to pray on earth as it is there. That's right. And we can pray this because we're sitting there. It's confusing, but it makes perfect sense. Okay. So we've been called to call that down. And so when I say that we're a powerful people, we really are. Amen. Yes. Because we're seated in and with the one that's sitting at the right hand of power, right? That's right. I must be more excited than you guys about this. That's okay. <laughs> so, so the first thing I want to talk about is that each one of us, because he lives inside of us, you have unlimited potential. That's right. Yeah. Come on. Unlimited potential. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's, it's, it's just the truth. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. It's still the truth. Listen, Matthew, and I want to, some of this is just like, whew. Matthew 19 says this. Matthew 19, 26. And looking at them, Jesus said, with people, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. We like that one, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know, put that on the back of our bumper, <laughs> right? With God, all things are possible. It's, it's, it is a truth. That's right. It is a Amen. truth. It's, yeah. it's much more than a t-shirt and right. bumper sticker, yeah. but it is a truth. With him, all things are possible. How are you guys here tonight? I, it's not because of me. I can assure you that it's because of him. Amen. He's drawn you here. Yes. So we understand that God has unlimited, unlimited power. We understand that his abilities are more than we can comprehend. I mean, this is the one that said, let there be light. And light went. That's right. It was released at the very mention of it, right? At what is it? 186,000 miles per second light sprang forth from his words. This is the God that hung the stars in the sky. This is the God that keeps the earth spinning on its axis. And this is the God that put the earth just in the right place, the right distance from the sun, because if we were just a little bit closer, we would burn up. And if we were just a little bit further, we would freeze up, right? But he just, he, he did all this stuff. And so, so we understand that with him, all things are possible. Amen. But what's amazing to me is this, Mark 9. When you look at this verse, that all things are possible with him, right? And then you look at Mark 9, 23, that says this, all things are possible to him who believes. Wow. Yeah. So, and I've said this before, and, and, <laughs> and I would say this is heresy, but it's in the Bible, so it's not heresy. <laughs> But if all things are possible, let me say this, if all things are possible for him who believes, and every person in here is a believer, okay, if all things are possible for him who believes, and with him nothing is impossible, then what if we got a revelation, I'm just thinking hypotheticals here, what if we got a revelation that, that Really, nothing is impossible with him. And if I believe, nothing's impossible for me. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let me say it like this. Oh, I, I, I can feel like that. Come on. Reach it. If nothing is impossible for God, and if I believe, 
and nothing is impossible for him who believes, then what type of restrictions should right. any of us yeah. operate under? Yeah. Come on, that's, that's good. good. <laughs> and I say that with the fear of the Lord all over me. I'm saying this, that, that, that we have unlimited potential if he's in me. Because, by the way, it's, it's not I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. That's right. right. Yeah. And yeah. So my flesh has been crucified and been raised to life in him. And so it's really not me, it's him in me that has unlimited potential. Amen. Which means that, that everywhere I go, I take him with me. And everywhere I go... And everywhere you go, there's the potential for him to do something amazing. That's right. You may be able to just speak an encouraging word to someone, speak a prophetic word. You just have no idea where it came from, but it just came out. That's right. You may be able to pray for someone and the Lord touches them mightily, right? Or you may have, you may, you may be in this situation, you need clarity, and the Lord just brings a moment of clarity. Amen. Right? Gives discernment and wisdom. What I'm saying is, is do not sell yourself short, church, because you have a living God. Come living on. Amen. Amen. And yes. nothing is impossible for him, and nothing is impossible for him who believes. Yes. Amen. What if we did that? It's like, I'll be honest, and this, this is just the truth. Like, like it, it pleases me to look out here and see everyone here tonight. There's been nights where I thought, I, I went home and I thought, Lord, what in the world are we doing? Right? It's like people traveling. I'm not putting any guilt on you. I'm just saying some nights you look out and you think, what's going on? Or some sometimes I, I, I get the bills come in and I think, God, there's a lot more bills here than there's money in the bank account for the church. Like you're going to have to do something. And the Lord's like, would you actually just believe me? Amen. Amen. Right? Because nothing's impossible for him and nothing's impossible for him who believes. That's right. And stuff starts making, stuff just starts falling into place. And I don't get it, but it just happens. What I'm saying is, what if we lived our life knowing that we are loaded yes. with the potential of heaven? Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Because Amen. Because we are living in this place of spiritual activities. We're living. Come on. Thank you, God. Isaiah, Isaiah caught a glimpse of this in Isaiah chapter 6, and he saw seraphim flying all over the place saying, Holy, holy, holy. And one even came and took a, a burning coal and touched his mouth with it and cleansed him from everything. And so, so I mean, we're just loaded with this stuff, man. And, yeah. and, and I think, I want to say this. Like there's some from other churches here and, and, and we have staff members here, we have a worship team, but what would it look like? And I, and I don't feel pressure, so, but what would it look like if we took the pressure off all the ministers in the church and we became the priesthood of believers? And believe Amen. That we have full potential to just do amazing things. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway. Second thing is you're a powerful people. Yes. Not only are you low with potential, but the power from heaven lives inside of you. Amen. Listen, again, this is just in the Bible, so I'm, I'm not making this stuff up. <laughs> like, I got it from here. That's right. John 14 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he'll do also. 
Like if that wasn't in red words, again, I think that's heresy, right? Because <laughs> Jesus, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the works that Jesus did, he's saying, you're going to go do these exact same things. And then he takes it a step further and greater works than these he'll do because why? I go to the Father and whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. So the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I'll do it. Amen. Now, again, I'm not going to go, Jesus, I sure would love a 1962 Volkswagen bus. Ooh, there it is. It's probably not going to happen, okay? But if I get in a secret place and I ask for his heart, he gives Come me on. his heart, yeah. and then I begin to pray and decree the things that he has laid on my Woo. heart, and yes. guess what? They start to happen. Right? My kid gets saved, or my loved one gets saved, or, or we see people get jobs, and we see people get resources that they desperately need, yes. and we yeah. see people come into the kingdom, we see prodigals return oh. back to God. Why? Because it's what he wants done on yes. earth as it yeah. is in heaven. Come on! So when he gives us his heart, we can Lord. begin to pray this way. Amen. Amen. Yes. By the way, there's not a selfish bone in Jesus, and there should not be a selfish bone in us. Come when we on. Pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We pray that I pray this for our church all the time. Uh, and I used to feel weird about it, but I believe it's what God wants. I say, God bless us with resources. Why? So we can begin to pour into people. That's right. Those who are in need. That's so right. So into other ministries around this country. Amen. To make a difference for the kingdom of God. Because it's going to come back and we're going to get blessed from it anyway. Yeah. Come on. Come on. So he says, truly, truly. I love this. Truly, truly. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. The works that I do, you're going to go do. So what did Jesus do? <laughs> well, first of all, why did Jesus come? Jesus came, 1 John 3, 8 says this, that he came to destroy the works of the devil. That's right. He came to save me from my sin, but Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's right. Come what on. Are the works of the devil? Fear, depression, anxiety, lust, greed. I could name a litany of stuff. He came to boom, take that out of people. That's right. What else did he come to do? He healed the sick. Yes. He raised the dead. He yep. cleansed the lepers. He casted out demons. <laughs> he set captives free. He actually proclaimed and said, I am the favorable year of the Lord. Amen. But he came to do all these things. And he says, you're going to do these things. At the very That's least, right. he says, you're going to do these things. Amen. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so good. Like, like, like this, this stretches me so stinking much. It really does, because <laughs> I'm like, I have, I held the door open for someone today, and they smiled at me and said, "God bless you," and I thought I did something off right. <laughs> and, and Jesus says, "Not only you're not just going to pray for the sick, you're going to heal the sick." Because that's what I did. Amen. You're not just gonna you're not just gonna tell captives I'm sorry. You're gonna set captives free. Come on, right. amen. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You're gonna proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. What's that mean? Well, I I think for us what this means, Jesus came to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. I think for us, it's it's calling out the goodness in people. Amen. Wow. So I guess when I when I when I come across someone and and. And I come across a lot of people, and I probably share like 2% of, of the stories that happen in my life. Lord, I used to tell a lot more, and the Lord checked me on it. 
And it wasn't because I was bragging, it was because I was being perceived. But so many times I come across people, especially where we live downtown, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll come across people that are strung out and, and just, just messed up. And the same woman keeps asking me for cigarettes. I'm like, lady, you know, I, I don't smoke. I'm so sorry. And every time I pray for her, I was like, Lord, take the desire to smoke out of her, right? But I don't say, I don't tell her that you need, it's just me. I don't think I need to tell her turn or burn center. I don't Come think on. I need to do that. I think I need to love on her. That's right. And I need to tell her that she's his princess. I need yeah. to tell her that she is full Amen. of potential Amen. and full of destiny. And God has a plan and a purpose yes. for her life. Yeah. And he wants to do something in her and through her. And if she's struggling with depression, he wants to set her free from her depression. If she's struggling with lust, he wants to take care of the lust. If he's, she's struggling to find a home, I believe the Lord wants to help her find a place to live and get yes. settled yeah. and seated. And, and so, so we start calling out the goodness in people. That's what calling. I think that is what proclaiming the favorable year of the Lord is. Amen. Yeah. That's the difference between old and new covenant, by the way, yeah. speaking prophetically. Old, old covenant is like, you know, it's like when the prophet showed up in the Old Testament, you, it, it was a scary thing. I mean, I mean, Jonah shows up and he's like, repent or die, right? <laughs> new covenant. We call the good out of people Amen. because it's the kindness of God that leads men under repentance. That's right. And it's not saying that we don't neglect sin. I'm just saying that I think it's much more effective when people realize just how loved and valued they are as opposed to how dirty and messed up they are. Come on. Are. People know how dirty and messed up they are. That's right. Yeah. Come on. I, I, be loved. I don't need someone to tell me what's going on, what's wrong with me. I know perfectly well what's wrong with me. And I'm sure you know what's wrong with you. Or there may be nothing wrong. You guys may be Jesus' second cousin, and that's okay. <laughs> Maybe your first cousin. But you understand what I'm saying? That it's we're to call the good out. Yes. So at the very least, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he cleansed the lepers, and he cast out demons. And he says, you're going to do the same things that I did. It stretches me so much. 1 John 4, 17 says this. As he is, so are we in this world. Amen. As he is, so are we in this world. <coughs> well, what was he? He was just love. Yeah. Try. Amen. He was the manifestation of love. Don't get caught up on all these healing, sick, raising dead things. It's it's those things are amazing. But they pointed to the love of God. That's right. Amen. He says, as he is, so are we in this world. Then he goes on and he says, this is what I did. Now you're going to do greater stuff. Can I just tell you this? I, I, this is just a personal thing. Don't get caught up in doing the greater things. I just think we need to just say, let's just let's just do the stuff Jesus did and let everything else take care of itself. Yeah. Amen. What would it look like? I've been asking myself this like for the past week. What would it look like for a church that if every single person in here got this revelation that I carry the potential of heaven 
And because the spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me, I have the ability for the Lord to blow through and move through me That's at right. any given moment. That's right. What would it look like if a whole church caught that? Yes. Because Amen. The, the, I, I tell you what it looked like. I tell you what it looked like. We'd see people going taking care of widows and orphans. Amen. And not, not saying, taking selfies up. Or we'd see people waiting. We, we'd have people, and I'm not putting anything on it. I just, this is what I, I think it would look like. Is it, we'd be like, man, it's Saturday. We have nothing to do. Let's let's go up to the ICU and see if we can empty the place out. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Talk about faith. It would look like, it would look like walking these streets. And when you see someone hurting, not turning the other way or pulling your phone out of your pocket and pretending to have a phone call so you don't have to make eye contact with someone. Come on. Mm -hmm. But it would look like us saying, loves you and how can I help? Come on. It would be coming up to a perfect stranger and you just, the Lord just speaks to you and, and just says, they're really struggling with whatever it is and you're just saying hey this may sound a little bit weird right now but <clears throat> i'm trying to hear what god speaks and, and and are you really hurting right now whatever or you can see it in their eyes when you're at the line in walmart and you see the hurt and the pain in someone's eyes and, and you don't even ask them what's wrong you just grab them by the hands and just say jesus loves you amen what would it look like if a whole church just got that right yeah yeah. I, I, it would it would change our city is what would happen. Yeah. Amen. It would change our city. <laughs> it, it would. Come on. I'll be honest. Like to me, I, like I've had this in my heart for such a long time, and this, I feel like this is the hardest message. I don't. Let me say it this way. I don't struggle with fear when I preach. I haven't for a while, but this is the most nervous I've been to share stuff because I'm like I know what people's going to think. But what would it look like if we got this and just said, Jesus, you came to destroy the works of the devil. And as a follower in Christ, you've given me permission to destroy the works of the yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it would, yes. It would just change. It would be like in Mark chapter 1 and 2, right? That Jesus shows up and the whole crowd begins to follow. And, and he was at, I can't remember whose house he was at, but it said that he ministered well into the night. And the entire city was lined up at the door for him to begin to minister yeah, to. That's, that's what it would yeah. look like. Yeah. That's Amen. what it would look like. We wouldn't be able to keep people away. We'd start planting churches in all these neighborhoods where, where drugs and gangs are running rampant. And those drugs and gangs would begin to get just, they get blasted with the Holy Spirit that lives yes. inside. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That would be yeah. awesome. And, and Come those, on. those places where you don't go at night would become a sanctuary for the living God. Yeah. Amen. That's that's what it would end up looking like. Or or your neighborhood that if there's parts of your neighborhood that you really don't want to go to it would be a place where you would want to begin to go to because the presence of God is here. Amen. I'm, I'm gonna say that like we've had we you know we prayer walk we haven't done as much recently and we've got some really neat changes coming here. But, you know we've had some businesses close at this shopping center that probably should not have been in existence. I'm just gonna say it. 
I just think it's because the presence of God has come. Yeah. Amen. And it pushes out darkness. As Amen. Darkness. That's right. Yes. Yeah. It's just darkness can't exist where light shines. Yeah. That's right. So what would it look like, folks? Come on. Wow. Yeah. And so, so I'm, I'm going to give this real quickly. Real quickly. How do you do this? Because I know what's going through your head. At least some of you. There's no way I can do any of that stuff. You're right. You can't. It's Christ in you. The hope of the Amen. Lord. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Amen. But I, I want to. I want to say this, and I, I don't think I've ever used this word from the pulpit. I want. To, I want to rebuke this thinking. But Thank you. you. Can't. Yeah. That's right. I want to rebuke yeah. it. Yeah. Please, Lord. Each one of you is full of potential. Yes. Each one of you is full of power from on high. Amen. You have Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm going to read it because I have to. Each one of you has Christ in you, the hope of glory. You are a walking revival. Yes. You can destroy the works of the devil. And as Jesus is, so are you in this world. Amen. Amen. Yes. It's just the truth. So how do we do this? Well, it starts with what we started with last week and tonight. It's not anything you can do on your own. So if you try to go do it, you're not going to be able to do it. That's right. But it starts with just getting seated. Mark's really interesting. I, I read through it a few weeks ago um, uh, when I was in a cabin. And I think four times, Jesus, the same verses come. And it's, it's basically Jesus calls his disciples to him. He speaks to them. And he gives them permission to go out and do stuff. It's like he's, he just says it over and over and over. The first thing is to get seated. Listen to this, Mark chapter 3, and this is where we're going to close up at tonight. Mark 3, start with verse 13, and we'll read 13 through 15. This is Jesus, and he went up on the mountain and summoned those whom he himself wanted, and they came to him. New covenant model, right? Mm -hmm. And he appointed the twelve so that they would be with him, and he could send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. So how do we do this? The first thing is to get seated in Jesus, man. That's right. It says he went up to the mountain and summoned those whom he himself wanted, and they came to him. Again, Jesus climbs the mountain, and others climb the mountain. For us, it looks like that we live in his presence, and it, I think the loudest sermon you will ever preach is just by the way you live your life. That's right. right. Come on. Amen. To elevate yeah. the way they live. Yeah. Amen. Okay. But it says, it says this, it says that he summoned those whom he wanted. Well, we know that he wants everyone, but the word wanted is actually a poor translation. The word wanted means this. He summoned those whom he desires to give his best offer to. Mm. That's what the Greek means. He desires to summon those he wants to empower. And he desires to summon those who he wants to make himself made known in and through is what it actually means. Mm -hmm. So Jesus says, come up here so I can give you my best offer. Amen. Anyone, anyone ever get annoyed buying a car? <laughs> yeah. Right? You're like, I just want your best offer. And like five hours later, you're still sitting there, right? Drives you nuts. Yeah. It's like, tell me what you're going to do, right? Jesus says, if you would just ascend the hill of the Lord, right? That's right. I want to give you my best offer. Amen. Because my best offer is what's going to change this world around. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Next thing you begin to do. And the next two, I think the first thing is just 
becoming seated and he begins to do that. But the next two, it, it can be reversed because sometimes you demonstrate and sometimes then you sometimes you demonstrate and then you proclaim and sometimes you proclaim and then you demonstrate. It just it doesn't really matter. But for our purposes tonight, we're going to say we proclaim next. Verse 14 says, and he appointed the 12 so that they could be with him and that he could send them out to preach. The word send is apostolo. It's where we get the word apostle from or apostolic. It means literally to send forth and to be sent on a mission by a superior. So we go with Jesus and he gives us his best gift. And then it says that he sends on a mission. Hmm. Sounds like the Great Commission to preach, to proclaim, to herald, to announce what he has for people. Here, here's the truth. River City Hope Church, again, if all we ever do is meet on Fridays and have good services, we failed. That's right. We have a mandate, a mission from heaven to reach our city. To That's right. To minister to people. To change lives. Amen. <laughs> Amen, brother. There we go. <laughs> I'm encouraged. <laughs> Amen, brother. So River City Church has an apostolic mission from heaven to proclaim, herald, and announce the goodness of God. Amen. And again, it's the kindness of God that leads men unto repentance. You've heard me say this, and it makes people cringe every time, and I love it. I want to scare the hell out of people. I want to love the hell out of them. That's right. Yeah. That's what Jesus did. Amen. All right. Then demonstrate. This is the fun one. It says, and have authority to cast out demons. Now, don't get so hung up on the casting out demons, but, but get hung up on this. It says, have authority. The word authority means that he's given you the power and the influence and the jurisdiction. That's right. To cast which means to drive, to expel, and to send out. By the way, where it says cast out, it's actually the same word, word that in Luke 10:2 it says, Lord, send forth the workers of the harvest, or send forth the harvest hmm. workers. So the same word that he uses to drive out demons is the same word that he says, I want to call in the harvest workers. Wow. That's free tonight. And so, so in other words, you have the power and the influence and the jurisdiction to destroy darkness. Amen. Come on. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that you walk into place and say, Thus saith the Lord, and be all weird. It just means that if I see someone hurting, I can just say, He loves you so much. He does. You have so much potential in you, and He has such a great call in your life, and you're anointed and you're gifted, and the things that you're struggling with, you can just give it to Him. He's going to help you. You, you have that ability. You understand Amen. what I'm saying? That's not weird. That's encouraging. Amen. Amen. You have that authority and jurisdiction. That's right. Everywhere you go, you have permission to do that. That's right. You have permission to go into somewhere. Like, I used to think like this. And you don't have to think like this, but I would suggest it. <laughs> I used to, like, there were some places, and, and, and she, she she gets on to me sometimes for this stuff. But we'll be walking downtown, and she'll be, and someone will kind of, you know, and give you the heebie-jeebies, and you're like, oh, there's something not right. And so we'll kind of go somewhere else, or if you're like, well, this place is dark, I don't want to go into that dark place, right? Well, what if 
we live with the revelation that I don't need to be afraid because That's he right. lives in me is greater than he. Come on. Yeah. And that maybe if I walk into that place or approach that person, maybe, maybe, just maybe, yes. light is going to shine. Amen. Yeah, and right. it's going to shift. Yes. Whatever's right there. That's right. Come on. Yeah. Feel this. And it doesn't have anything to do with us. That's right. It's everything to do with him who's in here. Amen. It's not pride or arrogance. It's just confidence that he's good. Amen. Last thing, and then I want to pray. This is a very practical verse. James 5, 13 through 18. This is really just a demonstration thing. James 5, 13 says, any, Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is any among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore. The word restore is to save or to heal or to restore, okay? Will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they'll be forgiven of him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Mm. Whoa. So if I'm in right standing with God, which means I am righteous, right? That's what that literally means. Then my prayers can accomplish much. If you're in right standing with God, your prayers can accomplish That's much. Right. Yeah. Wow. Verse 17, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produced its fruit. So Elijah, like I think Elijah, just this wild man prophet, right? <laughs> that, that, that stood down the prophets of Baal. And, and and they were dancing and calling out fire and all this weird stuff. And he's like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> and he's like, go ahead and do what you need to do. And he's like, oh, why don't you dance a little bit more? Why don't you cut yourself a little bit more? <laughs> okay, well, watch what my God does, right? The Lord, oof. by the way, I had this, I was debating whether, I had this experience uh, three weeks ago. I went somewhere, I won't tell you where I went, but I went somewhere and there was someone working the cashier, working the cash register, there is a coffee shop, but I won't tell you which one, but I was at the coffee shop and the cashier was working and they're, they're, they're weird, sometimes they're weird, sometimes they're just weird in there. <laughs> and the person had some stuff wrong with their hand and, 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 and the other person who works there is into something called Reiki and, and I'm not going to go into this great big thing but it's it's just witchcraft it's evil it's bad okay it's just bad stuff and this person is like doing some speaking over them and uh and i said <laughs> i said i bet i can take care of your problem and it just came out so i know it's of the lord so i bet i can take care of your problem he said what do you mean and I said, I'm going to ask Jesus to touch you, and he's going to. And the person that does this stuff laughed at me and mocked me. And I said, I'll tell you what. And, and again, this is just the Lord. This is not Michael Perkins. I said, I'll tell you what. You go ahead and finish doing what you're doing. And when you're done, I'm going to pray, and we're going to watch God do something. So they went through their stuff, and nothing happened. And 
this person's like, yeah, I'm still full of the pain, man. I said, well, how about you let me pray? He said, all right, do whatever. And I was just like, Jesus, show your glory. Amen. That's all I did. Show your glory. Person, puts the hand, starts weeping and has no, what is going on? What is going on? Starts crying. The Lord started touching them. And what was wrong with them, the Lord healed. Amen. Amen. I tell you that, that it's not me. It's just the Lord that lives inside That's right. Because I'm a man just like Elisha. That's right. You're a man or a woman just like him. That's right. Carry the potential of heaven. Amen. I don't know. I feel like I just went, I took a buckshot and went tonight <laughs> all over. And so I just want to pray real simply tonight that you get that revelation that, that you are you're pretty special. Amen. If Jesus lives inside of you, you're pretty special. That's right. That's right. And if he doesn't live inside of you, you're still pretty special too because he died to live inside That's of you. Right. So you. That's right. Might as well just go ahead and make room for Amen. Him. Amen. And you have the power of heaven inside of you. And what would it look like if you just allow God to flow through you? That's right. And again, you don't have to stuff's nonsense and garbage makes me sick yeah. it really does I was somewhere the other day and and I was really glad someone was getting ministered to but it was a public place and someone had their hands on someone and they were oh God would you just touch them right now I mean they were talking in their King James voice and it was really but it was making a spectacle of it okay it was in a public place they were making a spectacle you don't ever do that that's right you never do that. You don't draw attention to yourself for what's going You just bless someone, touch Amen. them, encourage them. You don't have to be weird. Amen, right. Amen. So you can just be yourself and allow the Lord to do just amazing things. That's right. And I think sometimes the most powerful thing any of us can do is just look at someone and say, loves you. Oh, I know I went to church. Oh, I understand. Amen. Just watch what the Lord does. So I just want to pray we receive that. And then I'm going to do something different real quick. But Jesus, I just love you. And I pray that you help us tonight. I, I pray, God, that you give a revelation that.